Sarah. And I am Sarah. Actually, um, I'm really bored of this intro, but can I be like someone new every single week? You can. can I just be who I want to be? Uh, this week I am Young Metro's trust issue. Uh, okay. <laughs> and this is No Say No Ma'am, a weekly podcast where we drag our timelines for being trash. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at nosernoman at gmail.com. Yeah, we're starting with the big. Um, you can also hit us up on Twitter at NSNMPodcast or through the hashtag NSNM. You can also send us your anonymous questions if you're the shy person that doesn't want to, you know, have their identity all out for Sahala at um, com. That's also where we take your personal queries that we can then help you solve because we've been on this earth maybe for longer than you have and <laughs> might have a perspective that you might be interested in. So hit us up there as well. Um, disclaimers for this week. Uh, this is going to be really this week, long like, this and trash. Yeah, um, we haven't been here in a while, so probably... You know, download the episode, break it up into parts, whatever you need to do to get through it. Just, uh, yeah. Also, no, that's it. I don't have any more disclaimers. <clears throat> what okay. do we What do we got? Do we just dive in? Whew. Um, a lot has happened. Okay. Wow. A lot, like a lot. Do you want to maybe divide this into... Like geographical, yeah. <laughs> like regional trash. I am here for that. Okay. So do you want to start with local, um, American, uh, French? Let's I mean, start. Let's start with France. Cause I feel like, I feel like they have a permanent like booth in the, no sir no ma'am oh, universe they, like, they, they keep just, trying they, they have they, like a lifetime membership they do their best i to keep coming back week after week Even. listen i wrote down a lot of stuff about france okay which specifically would you like to talk about what whichever you like Sarah. um so there's a youtuber <clears throat> who um did blackface Let's just start there. Sure. Why yeah. not? I mean, okay. it doesn't get much worse than that. I mean, it does, but also, I feel like that's a khafahaya that they could possibly do, which is saying a lot. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, a French YouTuber by the name of Shera Kirinsky, I think, um, who's like, Polish and Algerian, I want to say, or like Russian and Algerian or something like that. <sighs> and who is quite prominent on the French YouTube scene because she has over a million subscribers. Wow. Um, All trash. Made <laughs> a... <laughs> she made a video um where she basically put on blackface. So the thing is, she wanted to point out that black girls, especially black girls with darker complexions, um, had a really hard time uh, 
finding like foundation that actually matched their skin and she was interested in understanding why um, makeup brands and manufacturers didn't cater to this certain group of girls and whatever and she thought the best in her tiny head that the best way to shine light on that would just be to get the darkest shade of foundation she could find and just slap it on her face ma'am because why Man. not? <laughs> because what is logic? <laughs> what is like a logical progression <sighs> of thought? What is an idea? What is a thought process? What um, obviously, is a brain, really? She had to take down the video after like an hour because, you know. People, people were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yes, people came at her from like, you know, all all corners of the universe to tell her that this was blackface. <laughs> so she took the video down and then she made an apology video that she put oh. on her channel. Oh, uh-huh. Um, and she explained <clears throat> that A, her intentions were clearly good because she has Clear. black friends and she was thinking about them and she just wanted to like um, raise awareness about how it was more difficult for them to find adequate makeup. But also, B, she did not know what blackface was. Like, she she said that she honestly, genuinely had no idea what blackface was or why it was offensive. And In 2017, sis? Listen. With the internet, sis? Um... With, the with whole the internet, ass. With, with your, like, supposed black friends, with, like... I have you ever talked to your black friends? Like, here's 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 my um, here's my um, ishkalia from old brother, right? So I saw. I think I saw. I saw the the discussion around the video. I didn't see the video itself, but mm-hmm. um, the discussion that sparked specifically from the AJ plus, um, yeah. like little Twitter video thing. Mm-hmm was that, oh, her heart was in the right place and everybody's just, like, jumping right. to, you know, Hinai and she was, you know, right. her intentions were pure and et cetera, et cetera. Which, oh, come on. <clears throat> Do you hey, need anything? What's up? Okay, thanks. Um, it's original. Oh, I just, like, my train of thought. Just like evaporated um right so they were saying that she had good intentions yes everybody's talking about the fact that her intentions were pure and whatever but here's my thing there are so many ways for you to to shine light on something or Mm -hmm. or bring forth forth a discussion about something without centering yourself like you have black friends and you're doing this for them. Why not bring them on your channel and let them tell their experience and be like, hey, ask them. Mm-hmm. But why does it have to be you? That's the thing. Like, understand. what did you think was going, like, how did you think you were going to help? And how I mean, would you people, relate to not having, to not finding your foundation shade by putting on the mm-hmm. darkest foundation? You're not dark, sis. So what point yeah, is it, that it, making? It really, it it made absolutely no sense. And um, so when this whole thing happened, people were like digging up 
uh, her tweets from maybe five or six years ago, mm-hmm. where As she was like, do. where she was like using the N word and whatever, and they're like, oh my gosh, she's always been racist. I I really don't agree with that. I think people can grow in five years, and there's no need to like dig up that dirt. But actually, just um, actually, it's not even a responsibility not- to like teach and educate. But like, just just deal with the you know, present, the present, I don't know, but like react to what she did now, but not, I mean, I don't know. I just think that like, and on an, on a side note, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know these people who have the time to scroll through like five years worth of tweets to like find people have all the time in the world. Yo, you're doing the most. Stop. Anything that we wanted to see on it. Like, you don't need to, like, Listen, this is bad enough. I that, I don't even care for that. Like, whatever. I don't care what she said five years ago. Like, maybe she's grown. Maybe she. I, whatever. I'm just going to judge her based on this, like, one whatever, video right, what that I'm was dumb now. as fuck. Stupid. Um. And also, like, people's reactions were so weird. Like, so many people were defending her. Like, so yeah. many black people, I mean. And I was just like... What? Oh, I didn't see that. But I did see a lot of Arabs oh, defending her and being so like, oh, but she was, her heart was in the right many. place and everybody's... Nah, nah, nah. Listen, so many French, specifically black people, were defending her. And they're like, oh, you know... These days, people just want to be offended about anything. And, you know, oh, my God. And they brought... Oh, oh my God. People are so dumb. So they brought up this um, other uh, YouTuber um, who's actually a dark-skinned girl and who made a video where she was trying lighter foundation. So they're like, oh, but isn't that the same? First of all, she didn't like actually go and buy light foundation. She was pointing out that because she has so many subscribers, a lot of makeup brands um, send her stuff to test out. But But because she's dark, it's never her shade. Or they just like actually don't give a fuck about her. And they just send her like every single variation of beige they have or whatever. And so she made that video specifically to point this out. So I don't even know how you can correlate the two. But like, it's just, even if she had gone out and paid actual money for a beige foundation and like splashed it on her face, it's not the same, sis. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's just not the same. But also I just feel like in general, I think the most offensive part of this story to me is الاختيار ما موفق في الايديا عرفتي بغض النظر عن هي عمل بلاك فيس ولا لا you're just dumb that's you're stupid really that's a you're dumb really idea is. you're not accomplishing anything is, um she put on like full face of makeup you know like a full makeup routine she did the foundation and then she went in with the highlighter she did some contouring whatever. like it was a whole like makeup tutorial production. thing it was a beat and <laughs> At the end, she was like, oh, my God, I I think this, like, skin tone is so gorgeous. Oh, no. Like, I don't understand no, why no. people shame it. Like, it's so oh pretty. Oh, my God. And then she went and, like, washed her face because, like, what else are you going to do? And I think that's the most offensive thing about 
not just black, but like, <sighs> even if she had good intentions, the offensive thing about this is that A, she centered herself where she really did not have to. Yeah, it's not about uses. It's B, about those other people that you're trying to trying to like stand up for. Yeah, exactly. And and she just um I forgot what I was gonna say. But Sorry. it's dumb. It's just it's dumb. I don't understand. I uh, I just think that people should think things through and then perhaps also have a conversation with your with the people you're trying to uplift. Have a conversation mm-hmm. with them and see what the best Word. way to do that is because sometimes I mean I think I think the takeaway for me is sometimes do better. Well, yes, one. <laughs> but also your your intentions being good is really irrelevant. <laughs> like you can have good intentions and still mess up. Right. You can have still inst- right. you can have good intentions and still um and still be detrimental to a cause or still like send out the wrong message. Right. And so your intentions really are re- irrelevant. Like it doesn't erase the damage that you've done. <sighs> they really are. Fuck it And and when you have like such a huge platform, um I think you're obligated um mm-hmm. to provide a little more effort in like actually researching your topics and cuz like yeah. but, you know? Yeah. You're just chilling on YouTube and making money like at least provide quality content that you're researching and that you really understand like what the but fuck is the, I don't also, know also it's 2017 <laughs> there's no way you have black friends and it's 2017 and you're on the internet you're an internet personality conversation about blackface in the last three years mm-hmm. in the last year like that's mm-hmm. just not that's not convincing to me it just it just means you're mm-hmm. lazy and you just use it as an excuse. Maybe you didn't know their like full ramifications of it, but you know what it is. It, it's and you know what? You I can't not know what it is. I also think that her black friends don't check her enough. Probably. I really think so. Because she does, like, she's very public and she was on TV and whatever. And she does hang out with a fuck ton of black people because she quote unquote grew up in the hood or whatever you know she's one of these people um so i think it's also and also in france i feel like arabs um feel like it's fine to like say the n-word and stuff you know what i mean it's like oh Mm. we're oppressed too so let me just call you a nigger so we're all this yeah um no thanks no nope don't work like that that's not how life works okay bye um that was that about that i really don't care much but just you know just think about things before you do them that's really it's all it takes just have a thought before i guess um more french trash yes please um do you want to talk about the festival that had people mad or the rum bar? Oh, God. Um, can we leave the bar to the end? Okay. Let's do I'm that. Not ready. I'm not emotionally ready. Let us do that. Okay. So um, 
Oh, God, I should have researched it better. I should have, like, put down notes and stuff. I'm so terrible at this. Anyway, <laughs> um, an Afro-feminist, um, like, an association. How do you say association in English? Like a, a like a, a, a what group, is it? A I group, guess. A, a, a club, a, um, initiative, a thing, what is it called? Um, initiative. Shit. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, an Afro-feminist group organized a festival, I believe it was in Paris, but I'm not entirely sure, mm-hmm. um, about all things Afro-feminist, pretty much. Um, so <laughs> they had... Right. Did they mm-hmm. did they talk about this on the cheap? I think they did. Oh, they did. I don't know. I, wonder, I heard it on I another like French podcast, actually. Um, but if you if you guys, I mean, if you speak French and you're interested in like black, all things black and French, um, <laughs> and other like things from a fr- black French perspective, then. Mm-hmm. I suggest the cheap because they're really good. And yeah. Um, no, I heard it on, on another French podcast that I'm going to shout out at the end of this okay. episode because it's one of my oh, recommendations. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, so this Afrofeminist group organized um, a festival where they have a bunch of activities and talks and, you know, music and workshops and stuff. And so they had a couple of different workshops and one was for women of color and the other mm. one was for black women um uh-huh. okay no this is this wasn't it then i'm thinking something else go ahead listen when i tell you everybody choked on their fucking baguette <sighs> i don't understand of did, because people went crazy because that's racist and how dare you exclude white women first of all they never ever ever anywhere like anywhere said that um white women were not welcome But they did specify that these workshops were going to tackle issues um, that are directly related to either black women specifically or women of color. Mm -hmm. And that's that because it's for them and it's about issues that are about them. Um, People got really mad. Um, They called to like boycott the festival, cancel the festival. I'm sorry. Who now? Um, who's the mayor of Paris, tweeted oh. something about this festival, saying that oh. it was not normal, and that something should be done. It's not <sighs> normal. You don't know what it is. Alagol Kid Fury, you have everything else in the world. Yeah, everything. You really you literally everything do. is catered for you. You are the default. <sighs> everything is centered around you. What the fuck are you going to go do in a workshop for women of color when you are not a woman of color? Why is it? Because they can't Why do you need to be there? I don't understand. It's so annoying. It's really annoying. They're like children. They can't stand. Like, you have a toy. I want it. Why? You're not even going to play with it. (sighs) Imagine if, like, an LGBT... Uh, group organized workshops for specifically lesbians okay and they talk about 
I don't know, the different ways in which you can have a baby if you're a lesbian. If you're straight, what the fuck are you going to do? Why? Word. For what? It's, it's not about you. Your it's not for you. Why? Why can't people have stuff? Let people have things. That is But my motto like, for this year. Just let, let people, people have things. things. <sighs> <sighs> But it's just, it's just like, it's just like, yeah, I'm a doctor. كويس بس زعلانه انه انا ما بقدر اي كان بيلد هاوسز اي دونت انديرستاند لايك وات لايك اي دونت انديرستاند اند ايفن ذن ذات نوت ا بيكوز يو كان جو ليرن تو بيلد هاوس بس يو كان ليرن تو بي ا بيرسون اوف كلر بيكوز يو نيفر غونا هاف ذات اكسبيرينس سو واي لايك اتس سمثينج كومبليتلي فورن اند ايرليفنت تو يور لايف واي Why do you need to insert yourself? And why do you want to... What do you want to do with anything? And you're not even coming there to, to like... If we were to argue that they, you know, want the experience of... Like, they want to, like, you know, see what the other side lives like. Like, like hear their experiences. Then go quietly. learn... Then go quiet. But this whole like, like nobody's gonna not, kick you out, okay? It like it's not, it's not, how dare you know. You? Like, bitch, what? But this, this is just like this is exactly like what they were actually talking about on Le Cheap, which was the 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 Afro Hair Festival that they mm-hmm. did at I don't remember one of I think they were like a university like student club or like a black student club or like black women whatever oh, was it the And one then, at Sciences Po bus oh got it And they basically organized this, you know, this mm-hmm. like festival or whatever on, you know, mm-hmm. all things black hair and, and like whatever, cl- curly hair, Afro hair, da da da. Mm-hmm. It was it was it wasn't even that. Men. It was like textured hair, basically. Right. Or something. Right, right. You know, it was like for mostly like all women of color, if you have textured hair because you face discrimination with it. Right. <sighs> And folks Listen. were, by folks, I mean white folk were all up in their feelings talking about, oh, this is racist and why, and why can't it just be all hair? And oh, what? And But it's why? always like, um, their argument is always like, well, imagine if it was a workshop specifically for white women, people would be mad. Yes, and they should because white women are the default. Yeah. They're the standard. Um, everything is about you. Culture is about you. Advertising is about you. Movies. Um, hair. Makeup hair, is about you. Makeup. Uh, everything you know, 90% caters to you. More. Like 99% of products are catered to you. You have representation everywhere. Why for what? Like why would also, you... Especially in a country like France where honestly like minus you know the braiders and like you know african hair shops that's mm-hmm. it like in the media i'm i lived in france for six years i didn't see not one thing in the media about oh, like zero representation, like girl. like curly hair just curly hair forget like forget like you know coily hair or like you know the 4a for whatever forget that forget black hair just curly hair in general mafi nothing so i don't understand why creating a space for people who 
have this type of hair and don't have representation or don't know what to do with it or don't have the tools to survive in this world of straight hair like like why can't you just I really don't understand the motivation. Like, I really, honestly, truly do not get it. Like feeling excluded for something from something. They don't like not being able to be a part of something, even when it has nothing to do with them. And that's my issue with this, with all of this, is that it's not about you being included. It's Mm -hmm. about you dominating. That's it. Mm -hmm. Like. You're not you're not included in this because it doesn't apply to you. It literally does not apply to you. You right. are, you know, a white woman with like bone straight hair. This does not apply to you. None of this information is relevant to you. It's not going to help you in your life at all. It doesn't have an impact on, you know, your day-to-day hair journey, regimen, anything. Mm-hmm. And yet you feel like you must be a part of this. Why? Ask yourself why. I, I don't get is it. Is it because you're really interested in the topic or is it just because you found out it's not about you? Uh, I mean, valid you question. Know I don't know like, what to tell you. For Bessiani, I just, I'm, I'm, I, I think, I'm trying to think of like a Sudanese equivalent of this, but uh, nothing comes to mind right now. But I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's like a, oh, but why don't we get a thing? I'm sure we have that. I'm sure we mm-hmm. have it in the Sydney's concept of like, but you know, why can't we do that? Because, because it's not yours. It's not for you. Plus, it's listen. I can't. Anywho, so, and also in in similar, mm-hmm. um, equally news. trashy French news. Um, there's this guy called Raphael Entouven. I don't know if you know him, but he's like nope. a philosopher and he also had a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, he tweeted, because um, apparently there's something called Conseil Représentatif des Associations Noires. Oh, okay. um, right? So it's, it's like, like a, a, a union. Right. A coalition of um, like black organizations, mm-hmm. and he tweeted: "S'il y avait un conseil représentatif des associations blanches, oh on trouverait ça immonde, et on aurait raison." It is immonde. It is immonde because you already have it. It's already there, bruh. Like it's already there. And it's just I really don't uh... understand the obsession. Of like, what, you want to have this black thing or this thing for people of color? But what if we had that, but for like white people? Wouldn't you think that's shocking? It's like the Black History Month argument. Oh, oh, can we have white history month? Would people Every single month of the year is your history month. Are you stupid? Are you stupid? You know what? I I feel like at this point, if, if, if that's your reasoning... Um, you're just, you really don't want to learn. You refuse to learn because, like, I, you know what? Never mind. Fuck you, Rafael. In Rafael's 12 event. years of schooling, I have learned more about Europe and white people than I have learned about any other region in the world, including my own country. So, and also, the, not even, not, not just that, because, um, 
obviously growing up in Morocco, I had to digest a lot of French history. And not only did we have to learn about French history, but it was also modified to completely erase every single person of color who had Oops. any single role in that history Jesus like Christ. what um people what from the colonies mean? fighting in world war ii what never heard What's of that that about what senegalese um soldiers taking bullets for the french army what like where where do they do that at? a genocide in algeria what <laughs> listen I am tired of these shenanigans. Okay. Which which brings us to our final French trash. Oh. Oh my god. I'm not even. Oh, such a smooth transition. Such a smooth transition. Um please. Um introduce it. I'm Some Caucasian you. people in France decided to open a bar in um, Paris because obviously where else would it be? Uh, and it's supposed to be like a really... I don't... I have no words. <laughs> Listen, it's supposed to be like a really cool, you know, trendy bar, whatever. Hip. Hip. And it's a rum bar, okay? So they okay. mostly serve, you know, rum and rum cocktails and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had the absolutely brilliant idea of calling this bar Première Plantation, a.k.a. The First Plantation. What's up? Um, I feel like I just want to react in gifs <laughs> for this in- the entirety of the section. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean... One baffled journalist went to interview the owner of this atrocity. And she was basically like, what were you thinking, buddy? (laughs) Hello. Um, And his explanation was that he called it the first plantation. um, Because to him, that conveyed... Like, it, it sends us back to an era of colonization where people really knew how to host and have a good time. That's it for me. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) Listen. Um, And so the journalist is like, oh, because there's more, obviously. So the journalist, um, in all of her shock, was like, um... Okay, that's cute, but like, are you aware of slavery? And he was like, oh, yeah, of course, we have pictures in the bathrooms. That was literally his answer. Like, I don't know what to make of that. That was literally his response. I am telling you, time and time again, the the white world plus this podcast proved to us that White people really have no qualms with colonialism. Like oh, none. None. <laughs> none. Like they really miss it. شديد بشتاقوا للوقت ذاك الزمن الجميل عرفتي بالنسبة لهم الزمن الجميل هو الزمن ذاك زمنهم قاعدين وبشيلون في ظهرهم poor people of color شايلينهم في ظهرهم literally literally بشيلون في ظهرهم كويس and they're just they're just living the life of like 
قاعدين وخدموا حشم and you know they're just chilling and exploiting people's natural resources and their riches and stuff and their people for their own personal gain and that's there's nothing wrong with that because cultural exchange Listen, someone actually someone actually responded um to this thread about the slur um by linking an article about how a bunch of French deputies um voted a law to recognize uh the virtues of colonialism. The virtues yes. of colonialism les avantages like the advantages but also the, the virtues yeah you know what listen, i mean the, the advantages are yeah I, i don't blame them because why wouldn't you 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 had all the advantages word <laughs> there were so many <laughs> and you took advantage of all of them like i just i don't understand how i mean i do understand i feel like people who open up a place um you know and call it the first plantation and put pictures of, of quaint pictures of slavery in the bathrooms clearly have no contact whatsoever with any person of color and it's specifically black people have n- like never just never lived in a neighborhood with a black person never been around a black person never talked to a black person and clearly have you no know what i don't even whatsoever know whatsoever for I, i honestly don't do, like maybe they do have black friends and like They thought it was normal, and like, or like, they thought it was edgy, or edgy. Like, I girl, I don't know. I'm trying to like find excuses for these people because I, I find it hard there, that living no in Paris. I don't know which arrondissement uh, the bar is in, but like, if you live inside Paris, chances are you have had contact with black people unless you live in like the West, like the Sism or whatever. You not know what I mean? Contact. Not not contact past like like I don't even I can't even think of something but like, but like actual but everybody goes to like public tr- school and public schools are quite mixed. Listen, I really don't know. I don't understand how people can like go through life just not not know it just like yeah. floating and uh. i don't think uh, that's, what, that's what i'm saying though i don't think it is i don't think it is floating i think it's a it's a genuine indifference because mm. white people love to romance i mean we've talked about this we talked about this last episode how oh, white people did. love to romanticize <laughs> the colonial era and like this whole like this idea and like tout this idea of a simpler time when people knew their place and and everything there was decorum this idea of decorum and that decorum mm-hmm. is always linked to to you know them being in a, in a superior position and like mm-hmm. the, you know they like veil it with this oh and people knew how to host but it's not you hosting sis it's somebody else doing the work for you like i don't and i i i can't i i'm i i don't think white people are going to really like i feel like it there needs to be something as jarring as like an ex, an experience where they experience be, being colonized that's the mm-hmm. only way that they're gonna get it because otherwise it's just it's just the ah uh, because that's what you see in in the in the in the books you know what i mean the books mm-hmm. the movies whatever this whole like oh you know um Uh, British colonials in their quaint little homes and fanning themselves because it's in India so hot and and you know you know Rajiv or whoever <laughs> bringing them their their like 
noontime tea or whatever shit. It's just, it's just, it's the same. And it's the same in France. This whole like, oh, you know, we were living like kings all over Africa. And then how dare they mm -hmm. kick us out? Or how dare they be mad at us because we were like living on their backs for centuries. Right. I just, it's, and, and nobody's going to get that. I don't know if you remember in the strolling series, um, I think it was the one in Paris. Um, and this girl was saying, well, it's, it's very, very different for um, like people of African diaspora living in Europe than it is for African-Americans. Um, because in America, the difference is slavery happened in America and then people right. have to kind of deal with it. And, right. you know, whereas in Europe, people just like traveled and colonized all these countries yeah. and they went back yeah. to their own country and they're like, boop, not our problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like the, the rapport is quite different. Um, that's speaking of which, that's also a really good, um, we talked about this before like on one of our really, really early episodes. But mm -hmm. the strolling series is also incredible because it gives you like the perspective of what it's like to be a black person in Europe. Right. Like, I think they did one in France, one in Italy, um, and uh, one in the Netherlands. Think, yeah, exactly. And yeah. there's one in the UK as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think there are se there are several episodes in the UK because it started Cecile Amike is a is a oh nine. right she she's is. British she is, yeah, yeah. Um, but that really I mean that's absolutely right like the fact that it can just I mean it's easier to be erased or mm -hmm. doctored because it wasn't even on like French soil or like European soil so it's also really easy to like deny respons deny responsibility but but like when the, when people from the, those nations you colonize come over to live in you know their like you know colonizers mm -hmm. land it's it's also like a we don't owe you shit because i'm no oh, longer yeah. there so what right. are you what are you saying right but, and it's also the the difference of Oh, but you chose to came here, so you're gonna love. How, you're right. gonna live however live the how fuck we, we tell yeah. you to live. Yeah, yeah. And you have to it's integrate and forget up. your it's culture. It's such a bad relationship. And... It's an abusive relationship. I mean, it's already abusive when you colonize the person, but like, <sighs> no kidding. When you then, you know, like, when you're then forced to. Marfa, I I don't know how to express it, but it's like the abuse continues. And at, yeah. and at no point, at no point is the abuser getting any sort of like um, reprimand or like consequence mm -hmm. for what they did. Like you, they're not taking any responsibility at all. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I, um, and it's not like it's very, I, I read this I random article about how I think Benin are trying to get um, some really old artifacts back um, mm -hmm. from France that were stolen during well. colonization, robbed, one might say. <laughs> um, and France is just like, no. Um, wow, just Yeah, casual. no, just, just no, just like a, a smooth, a smooth no. no. A smooth <laughs> no. A smooth no. So it's it's just it it speaks to like the entitlement. Yeah. Um, yes. Of yes. 
not only do we not care about what we did to your country millions of years, well, not millions of years, actually, quite recently, um, but also... Uh, we get to keep the stuff. Yeah, we you, get to keep the get stuff because we gave you, I don't know, what a road maybe, perhaps <laughs> a train. Perhaps. I don't know. Listen, Listen um, the entitlement is real, and it's also this sense of like, um, like the privilege of being able to pick and choose what you like about something. Mm-hmm. about an experience like mm-hmm. white people get to pick and choose what they like about colonialism oh i mm-hmm. love the fact that you know houses were so beautiful and and um everybody just lived and like the they were together were so green yeah. and and you know hosting <laughs> and you have guests and you have dinner parties and mm-hmm. tea time and whatever and it's oh and the you get porcelain pick, was exquisite <laughs> right you get to like choose that part and focus on that and forego everything else because it wasn't part of your experience. And mm-hmm. you leave, you know, you leave the ugly stuff. You don't even think about the ugly stuff, actually. I want to say you leave the ugly stuff to the people who actually lived it, but you don't even think about the ugly stuff. You have that privilege of not even thinking about it, of, mm-hmm. of, of putting photos of slavery in the bathroom because that's quaint. And right. opening up a rum bar because... <laughs> I'm calling it the first plantation and because I miss hosting. I miss the days of hosting. Of I mean, hosting. you know what? Just, um, I, I, Just open I your bar no and go. Open your bar and go. But, like, don't try oh, to, no. like... Oh, no, 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 the no, 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 Oh, no, you're Let's not felsifa. calling it the first plantation. Oh, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You just open a bar and call it Rum Bar or whatever. That's a cute name. Like, all- you don't have to, like... Of the words that exist and the infinite combinations you can make of them, your first choice was first and plantation. I am saying that it's indifference. It's complete and depraved indifference. I don't care what you went through. It's cute to me, so I'm going to do it anyway. And I don't care if it's offensive because I know it's offensive. I I know they know it's offensive. But I don't care because I like it. So I'm going to do it. And no one's going to stop me. Like, well, clearly, no one's going to stop them. I hope um, his sign is vandalized every single day. Every single day. Every day. Just every For all time. I hope someone makes it their life mission. And I swear to God, if I were in Paris, that person would be me. But I'm not. <laughs> so there's that. But I really hope to God that someone is going to make it their life's mission to just ruin. Destroy. Just vandalize their sign every day. Because fuck Fuck you. you. Fuck you all the way to hell and back. You know what? I actually have one more piece of trash about France. Oh, boy. Um, No, no, no. Nothing, like, crazy. Uh, We talked about this. But, uh... Hurricane Irma um, hit the Caribbean islands and it was a disaster. Like, it was really, really bad. Um, A lot of people lost everything. Um, Their homes, their cars, uh, all of their material possessions. 
a lot of people died. Um, anyway, it was it was horrible. Devastating. And yeah, and one of the most devastated places was Saint Martin, who is ha- like it's an island that's half Dutch and half French. Like what part of an island is French? I don't know what happened on the Dutch side, but girl, the French side was a fucking mess. <sighs> First of all, people are complaining. People are complaining that they were not evacuated in time. Um, that by like, people proper adequate, well, local, like actual people from Saint Martin, like okay, you know. Um, and uh oh yeah and also like the the press um arrived maybe two or three days before the army which is weird wow you know? um, that's unacceptable yeah they were like is this normal that's sure it's flagrant not? jesus um, christ and then wow. um like when it finally happened Um, people were complaining that the accounts of, um, people who have disappeared or have died were not accurate and, you know, they weren't getting all the proper information and whatever. But also a lot of people were evacuated to Guadeloupe, Mm -hmm. uh, via boats and ferries. Mm -hmm. And most of the evacuated people were either white French people. Here it is. There it go. Or American tourists. Because who Please cares discuss. About? <laughs> who cares about those brown? They're used to it. Well, خلاص كل I don't have words. I don't. It's like I Hurricane Katrina. It's like every hurricane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. every every disaster that affects black and brown people, mm-hmm. where nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives a shit. And you know what? You you would think that natural disasters are um, one of the very few incidents in life where everyone is equal in like in the right, face in of the disaster. Devi- but right. that's actually not true, not true. at all. At there all, is no not even a little bit. Um, if you're rich, first of all, chances are um, you're gonna survive a natural disaster. Yeah. Um, Also, if you're Caucasian. Uh, yeah, if you're... I mean, there's a... Um, I mean, this is not the same thing, but similar mm-hmm. in, in some ways. Like, uh, what happened... I don't think we ever talked about this, but Grenfell Tower in London. Like, the, the same thing of like, oh, you, you know, uh, underprivileged, disadvantaged um, people of color live here cool, let's just make a building that just will go up in flames because money, because who cares about them? Because they'll be fine. And then the whole building <laughs> lights up. La, uh, and, they'll be fine. And if they're not fine, it's their fault. Because what are they yeah. doing? These savages like cooking their crazy dishes and, you know, procreating yeah. seven children. Like what? Yeah. No, it's their fault. You know what? Yeah. Fuck you all. Uh, This, yeah, and the, the same thing of like um, people getting, first of all, not getting any help whatsoever. Uh, mm-hmm. How like uh, the administration 
didn't really care. Um, the people who built the building, which is, isn't it a government building, um, didn't it really is, care. It is. social housing. Right. They built mm-hmm. it with some shoddy-ass material um, that actually is flammable. Like, like flammable. Just, just, what is a, what are, what are... The thing is, in, in London, and I honestly think this is a great thing, especially compared to, like, Paris. The thing in London is that when you build, um, like, a residential, whatever, lot or something, um, you have to, by law, next to it build social housing Uh uh-huh and so i think what happens a lot of the time is that people spend a fuckload of money on like the the non-social yeah yeah. like the residential you know projects or whatever right um and then they have to build the social housing so it's just like ah whatever Right. Like, just, you know, slap on some, you know, some cement on, like, a twig and call it a day. Um, <laughs> fash, yeah. you know? So it's the same uh, thing. This, the same thing of, like, you know, um, black, and, black, and, black, black and brown lives are expendable. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. It doesn't matter. But, like, in Masakin, then we need to evacuate them because they're not used to this, this, this struggle. Mm-hmm. And I, Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's tired. It's really tired. Um, the world needs to do better, but I guess that's, that's, at, at that point, at this point, it's, that sentence doesn't even mean anything anymore. Right? <laughs> yeah. What else? Okay. You're not, you're not going to do better. We know. I mean, that was it for my French trash. Um, okay. Please um, proceed with whatever else garbage you have for me. Uh, I wanted to talk about, well, there's, um, Three things that I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Not three things. They're they're all sort of related. Are they um, all local or because we we said we were doing this like by region? So where where are we heading no, out? We're heading to America. Oh okay. And I just oh, really no. want to quickly. America's yeah, I'm sorry. the worst. <laughs> America is the worst. But um, I wanted to talk about um, one thing that has three things branch out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to mention the thing because I don't want to talk about that orange sack of radioactive garbage. <sighs> he shall not be mentioned. Yeah. Um, but I did want to talk about um, um, the fact that America's turning into a fascist state. We, did, we already knew this. We've been knew this ever since mm-hmm. he showed up. But it's Even becoming... Even before, girl, like... Yeah, even before. But like now I mean, it's like this more is like not, classic. It didn't happen overnight. This is like classic uh, dictatorship at this point mm-hmm. where people are, you know, being um, singled out and reprimanded for speaking out against um, the administration or against the president because what is freedom of speech and like mm-hmm. what is... Freedom? Oh, no, honey. Freedom of speech is only for Nazis, okay? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's, for, you, mm-hmm. for you to, okay. for you, you know, when, when, uh, 
when Nazis and white supremacists go out in the street and beat up random people and, and, and you know, protest violently for white power and clash with peaceful protesters and run them down, you want to talk about, oh, there are good people on both sides. And 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 this was a, this is a joint like joint responsibility of mm-hmm. peaceful protesters and the people who beat them up. What? Mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that? But when somebody criticizes the way that you run the country or criticizes your policies, suddenly you want to talk about, oh, you can't say that, and you should be fired from your job. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what's her name? Um, from ESPN. Oh, right. uh, uh, what is her name? What is that woman's Jamel. Name? Jamel Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then, um, you know, people will, everybody's up in arms and Hollywood's talking about, oh, you know, let's not, because, oh, Trump, he's so bad. And let's stand, love, let's love will bring us together and we should stand up against whatever. But mm-hmm. then the Emmys and Sean Spicer, who is one of the most disgusting, vile human beings on the mm-hmm. planet, shows up, mm-hmm. and you want to be kissy face with him and like hugging you know him what? and shit. Listen, let Corbin, me let me speak about the is, Emmys just real quick. Can fucking um, choke because, because what the fuck was that? Listen, Fulanda went on stage and everyone was like kikiing and having a great time, and they're like, "Oh, oh my god, what is that?" Okay, and on the on the red carpet, someone asked uh, Issa Rae who she was rooting for, <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, I'm rooting for anyone black." And people I love her. Lost Worse, their, their minds. minds. Of course they did, because why would she say but that? Sean Spicer, Sean Spicer can, Sean Spicer can Spencer, come up Spicer. and stand on stage at the Emmys, and people will clap and be like, oh, this is so oh, he's so cute and quaint, oh my god. And and whatever his name is at Bama, that stupid carpool karaoke bullshit, or whatever that shit is, that show, I don't care about his show, I don't care about him, will like take a picture with him and hug him and kiss him, and oh my god, he's just such a cute old man. I can't man. believe that happened. I can't it's believe It's insane. People. And the guy, That's I don't like... remember his name, the the... The actor who plays, um, the actor who plays Lucius Malfoy mm-hmm. on um, on in Harry Potter mm-hmm. <laughs> has an Instagram post. I don't remember his name. Jason something mm-hmm. has an Instagram post where <laughs> it's him. Like he took a selfie, and behind him mm-hmm. is Sean Spicer. And he's like, what the fuck is this guy doing Oh, here? I know. He was like, hashtag too soon. <laughs> he went off. And I was so here for it. His face was so disgusted. And he was just like, are we really going to stand here and pretend like this is okay? Like this dude can just be here and it's fine. And, and we're all Wait, laughing about it? Like, what is You know is what this? I think it's, it's about? Um, I think that... This whole, like, oh, Trump is bad. Let's impeach him. Oh, my God. I think it's most of it is liberal. Like, it's a posture. You know what I mean? Right. But at the end of the day, um, whatever he does and his policies and the people who surround him are not really affecting your life because you're white right, and you're, you're straight not exactly, and you're rich, right? You're not directly affected at all, so it doesn't matter to you. You and have so, the room to laugh yeah, it off when Sean exactly, comes to the Emmys. Why was exactly. he even fucking invited? That makes no sense. I, I don't understand. Why is he there? For what? For why? I really don't know. 
I honestly do not like it was so bizarre. I don't understand. It makes it's 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 insulting. It's all it's it's actually insulting that someone and, thought, well, you know, it would be a good idea if we inv- invited this man who is like partially responsible for all the bullshit that's been happening before he got fired. So what if he got fired? So what? How does that change anything that he did? How does that change the fact that he worked for that administration? I don't understand. He, I, um, I mean, besides just being an opportunist, like what, um, what value did he bring to the? I don't understand. Exactly. What did he add? What did he add to the yeah, Emmys? I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people um, who don't identify as like Republican or right wing or whatever feel this obligation to have a posture like they're you know, opposed to Trump and, you know, keep fighting the good fight and we have to resist and all of that. But you're, you're, you know you're not going to do any of the work because right. what's it to you? Like, your life is not going to change. This guy, you don't really believe what you say. You don't really care about Trump. It's just, it's, you know, yeah, I don't you, care. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't affect you and therefore you don't really care. Like, mm-hmm. it sounds good for you to say that, but you don't actually exactly. care. Because if you did, you wouldn't even be able to play that off or Honestly, enjoy if, it. if any of these people cared, this guy would have been on stage and everyone would have, like, would have booed him off. Up. Not yeah. even boot, just, like, stand up and leave, honestly. At least boot him off. At least boot him off the stage. Walk out and like take an actual stand. I feel like people's standards for activism has become so low. So low. Like you put one hashtag on Twitter and you're like, Folks are apathetic and anything looks like a stance. Folks are so apathetic that anything looks like a stance. I can't. I don't. Fabus, that's all I have to say about that. I don't really want to talk about it too much, except that white people are like everybody at the Emmys is trash. Everybody at the Emmys who who actually stood for that and laughed while he was up there, you're trash. Probably same trash people who were mad that Issa said she was rooting for black people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, do I have to like? Oh, but imagine if like a white actor was like. I'm rooting for anyone white. It is not the same. I am tired of this conversation. We're not doing this. If you don't understand the nuance, if you don't have the range to like actually discuss these topics, just 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 don't speak. Just listen. St- keep quiet. Whenever you want to think about, oh, why? I mean, imagine if somebody white said that. Think about the fact that Donald Glover is the first African American man, I think, to win. Uh, direct like best, yeah, best director or something. Mm-hmm. What did he win? What was the category? Yeah, 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 it was best director for like a comedy yeah, or something for a comedy series. First mm-hmm. black man ever mm-hmm. in 2017. Mm-hmm. Not for lack of in the year 2000 and white supremacy. Listen, I Listen. don't. I don't understand. Do you want to talk about, since we talked about um, Jamel Hill, do you want to talk about um, L'Oreal hiring and then firing uh, Monroe Brigdorf? Is that her name? Yes, but that's also because I don't know. I don't know the details of that. So I'm, I'm curious. 
Oh, okay. So L'Oreal, <laughs> like, God. I guess, um, are trying to do like a diversity campaign. <laughs> Short-lived. So. so they hired a woman by the name of Monroe Brigdorf. Mm-hmm. I think that's her name. Um, who is a trans woman, uh, model, activist, writer, uh, and also black. Mm-hmm. I mean light-skinned, but black. Right. Everyone was super happy and excited because it seemed um, very progressive, especially for L'Oreal, to hire um, a black trans woman. Right. Anyway, excitement all around. Everyone's like, yay, you know, get it, girl, do it, whatever. <laughs> and then Charlottesville happened. Mm. Um, and Monroe had some comments about Charlottesville. All very as valid. One would. Yes, as a black person would. <laughs> um, anyway, she commented on the violence, and I think her point was that white supremacy is the responsibility of all white people because, um, I mean, I can't remember how she worded it exactly, but she said mm-hmm. that if if you're profiting from your white privilege, then it's also your responsibility to like deal with this. It's it's right. your problem. You're all responsible for this. Um and then she was swiftly fired by L'Oreal. Boop. So <sighs> I'm tired. <laughs> It's actually really sad. Like it's, I, th- I, I have no word. It's just really sad that you have this diversity campaign and that you go through the lens of finding um, a woman who's both like pretty and smart and who's like very politically active and she's engaged and, you know, mm-hmm. um, and she's trans. Like that's not, they, they, barely have any representation in any kind of media at all right and then the second she opens her mouth you turn around and like fire her because you can be cute and trans and black and stuff all you want as long as you don't don't as long as you're not actually right like as long as you're not actually living you can't have an opinion um, Which leads me to this question. Then why not? Like, when these companies select these people mm-hmm. to become their brand ambassadors or, you mm-hmm. know, models or whatever, you select them based on a specific criteria, right? Like, you know that she's black, you know that she's trans, you know that she's an activist, mm-hmm. you know that she's politically active. Mm-hmm. So, in what universe? What would make you think that selecting someone with those qualities, mm-hmm. w- especially that last one, would not bring you to a situation where that person exercises that last quality? See, the thing is, That's I, what she, I don't that, think they looked at her like that. I think they looked at her more in terms of what she could do for them 
and for their reputation because at the end of the day what you're gonna remember is that oh you know l'oreal was like one of the first people to actually hire a trans woman but you're not but but it's also basic risk like risk management you know what i'm saying like you must think of of a person's you this is what this is what made her stand out to you in the first place besides the fact that she's pretty this is what made her stand out in general. And so for you to then select her, they must have had, uh, you know, uh, uh, studied the risks of hiring someone like this. I, I think um, they were interested in her activism for trans women. Um, and they did not think of the intersection that she's also... Black. black she's a black trans woman and so i think the trans activism was okay but, but don't talk about race isn't. yeah like well, don't you can't say that all white people profit from racism and all white people are responsible um for white supremacy you you're just you can't say that and so they fired her and they said it was because um she did not align with L'Oreal's values, which, you know what, is good for her. <laughs> wow, this is a lot about L'Oreal. Yeah. <laughs> this is a whole lot about L'Oreal. Word. Listen, the only upshot of all this is that when Jamel Hill was fired and they tried to replace her with another black presenter, mm-hmm. like that was going like to be a thing. That person was like, nope. And her co- co-host mm-hmm. was like, hell no. Mm-hmm. So that's the only upshot. Yeah, you thought. <laughs> you thought. <laughs> but actually, no. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing. We're not doing that. Not today. Mm-hmm. But there's still a sliver of hope in the world but also i mean that's just black people standing up for each other mm-hmm. and like i'm not surprised about that so anywho's mm-hmm. um that's all for america because that's quite enough oh that is enough yeah that's way more than enough talk about white people and white mess um okay. our final region for today mm-hmm. is um in our- the sudan yeah, our very own, our very own, uh, garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's just, um, okay, I am going to read this thread that I came across the other day. And okay. then, you know, just mm-hmm. discuss however the wind takes you. Um, okay. Okay. Never mind the so, noise. I, I need to have breakfast. Sorry. Oh, uh, that's totally fine. Uh, so this person, this young woman, I'm assuming. Um, oh, this makes so much more sense. It's a guy. Her Twitter. Her no, it's a gar- <laughs> It's a girl. But her Twitter bio says Sudan, comma KSA, which just sets things into a whole new perspective for me. Anyway, this person decided to post a picture of a baby a -hmm. newborn from the looks of it Mm -hmm. and with the caption so that was just a smart smart use of math Mm -hmm. um 
إنتاجية قلة أدب راس السنة بدأت تظهر ومبارح لقينا البيبي دي جنب بيتنا كيف أنت كإنسانة بتكوني مرتاحة لما تقدعي لك بيبي قدر ده في الشارع And the picture is of a, a, a woman holding this baby. I'm already getting I mean, hives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then this, the thread goes on to say, وإنتي كمان ما قدر قلة الأدب بتقلي أدبك ليه من الأول يا وسخة يا بت الوسخة. Thread goes wow, on to say, tell us how you really feel. Listen, من أول يوم اكتشفتي إنك حامل عندك خيار إنك تيهضي البيبي لو إنتي ما عاوزاه. Does this person live in Sudan? Listen, عشان انت عارفه انه انت اللي عملتيه وده غلط والله اهون اهون من انك ترميه في الشارع وما معروف مصيره ويكون شنو يا اخي الحيوانات ما بتعمل كده actually have you had a cat have you seen an animal غايتو بس حسبي الله ونعم الوكيل فيكي وان شاء الله حق البيبي تشوفيه في دنيتك قبل اخرتك وان شاء الله عمرك ما يرتاح لك بال واو yeah um so then people kind of like came at her um talking about listen can you calm down with the shatayim mm-hmm. with whoever mm-hmm. and you don't know people's you know um you don't know people's like situation and right. whatever like you don't know mm-hmm. and so she says you know then she's like indignant about it two days later she's like i really can't understand people defending this kid's quote-unquote parents and justifying mm-hmm. what they did um i'm not gonna go through like all the uh, all the things that she all the like discussion <sighs> mm-hmm. but i just i read that you know and not just because of the situation. Like, it's sad that a baby was abandoned on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. It's sad mm-hmm. that this person thought it was okay to post this baby's picture and make it into a whole thing, uh, you know. And, like, mm-hmm. like a shatayim against that person. The sad, I mean, one of the saddest parts for me is that like once again it's this idea of using a, a ch- an orphan or a ch- like a child you know an abandoned kid mm-hmm. for some sort of larger lesson for for society and it's like this baby was not put on this earth to be a lesson for you it's the same thing of like people who go to a mygoma to supposedly, you know, volunteer. And they come back and they're like, you know, I just, like, it really, like, opens your eyes. And it's just like, really? You know what? If if anything, um, she could have used that picture to start a debate about why it's taboo to adopt in Sudan, for example. For example. Something that would have been like a more acceptable, you know, constructive, okay? something useful to say than just. She could have even used that picture to open up a discussion or debate on why people feel that, like, feel forced to abandon their kids on the side of the road. Like, you know, let's what? talk I'm about not even that. Pressed because no. I, I feel like people on social media in general 
and specifically Sudani Twitter, when they point stuff like this out, it's mainly to make themselves feel better. Like, I am better than the person yeah, who did exactly. this. I I'm would never do this. And I need you and all of my followers to know that. To know. That's yeah. basically what it is. Exactly. And it's like I said, it's the same thing of people who go volunteer at my Goldman come back talking about, oh my God, my bad is she like, just you should never, you should never, don't slip up because this is what happens. You just, it just makes me feel like you're, you didn't go there for the kids. You didn't go there because you felt a need for someone to go help out in that situation. You went mm -hmm. there to feel better about yourself. Well, at exactly. least I didn't have a baby out of wedlock and abandon it. Like, mm -hmm. that's it. Also, leaving aside the very real possibility that this person didn't have a baby out of wedlock, that they just had a baby. They're married. And they had a baby, and they don't have the money to take care of a baby. Mm -hmm. They don't have the money to, the, or the access, or the opportunity, or to, don't even begin to know how to get around to having an abortion. Mm -hmm. Or also, if we're going to talk about that, let's talk about the fact that abortions are also haram. If you want to talk about haram, exactly. that's what I was going to say. Abortion is also haram. So that's not really a solution, sis. Like, try again. And let's just talk about the fact that. And also, maybe they're illegal in Sudan. So, like, wh how? How? How are you going to get a How? safe abortion? You... In what when? world? I yes. don't understand. Like, I just, like, think before you speak. If you want to condemn this, then also talk about fact. Talk, talk with facts behind you. Don't just spout whatever because you think it's funny or it's clever to be like, oh, are you dumb? Are you but stupid? But also, it, it comes down to the very simple fact that you don't know shit. You don't know this person's life. You That's don't what know saying. what they went through. You don't know how they came to this. There this, are you so many I don't understand why people are so quick to judge. to judge. Yes, I understand that it's really sad. It's horrible that this child was left in the street. Um, I'm really glad that someone actually, you know, found the baby, found, that they're taking right. care of it. Um, I wish more people would take care of more abandoned babies, especially in Sudan. But, like, how is your first reaction to judge the mom? Like, do you well, think it was easy to just, like, pop right, a baby just, and, and, like, wrap it up it. and just leave it in this? Like, just, you know. I don't... I just... I also just want to highlight the very many possibilities that led this child to be abandoned. Mm -hmm. Could be that, yes, it could be that, you know, two people got it on, feel also sinna, mm -hmm. because that's a thing. And then, you know, <laughs> Is it nine really? months, I mean, and then nine months later, the woman had the baby and decided, oh, I can't do this, and then abandoned the baby. Mm -hmm. It could also be that these two heavily in wedlock parents mm -hmm. didn't have the money to take care of a baby and don't have the support system to take care of this baby and the only solution they could find was to leave it on the side of the road there's also the possibility that this person who got pregnant could did not have their family like was afraid of their family maybe their family forced them to give up the baby maybe she didn't like i said before she didn't have access the, the to I, I personally think that it's more 
likely that this child was had out of wedlock just because even, but that's what i'm saying it doesn't like there are so many possibilities and at the end of the day it doesn't even matter no it, it doesn't, doesn't matter because my point is even even if um the mother had this baby um outside of wedlock it's like do you live in sudan are you aware you. of like the the Are you, shame that I don't understand. Like, how would you? I don't understand. I don't. Also, get it. the the very interesting um, singling out of the you know the mother of the child. Oh, and like Intia forgetting. That there's a second party that is involved in this and equally responsible for this situation. But who cares about that, right? Because boys will be boys because he doesn't actually get pregnant, so it doesn't matter. Even though sis haram Am I right? People just completely forget that all the time. It's always is, the woman, but isn't it haram is for the logic? guy as well? The what only is difference logic? is that the guy doesn't actually have to physically deal with the consequences. He can, you know, knock her up and then go about his business. And knock someone and else up. Yeah, and then go, and you know, dip it somewhere else. Because boys will be boys. Because, you know, whatever. Because men don't hold any responsibility whatsoever in our society. So you just shit on this woman. For, and I'm not, I'm not saying that to like, you know, defend what she did or whatever. But if you're going to place blame, place blame on all the parties involved, not mm-hmm. just one person. And at the end of the day, you could have done all of this without posting that baby's picture. And also you can place blame on all of society, to be honest, um, well, for not yes. teaching um, the youngins about... Sex ed? Yes. <laughs> contraception um or abstinence i mean whatever you know whatever works for you but you gotta be responsible um but nobody teaches you that and also the fact that i like it's so taboo to even talk about this can you judge i you know what? Never mind. Listen, I don't. I really don't have anything. She could have made. I just my whole like the thing that I, Yanni, yeah, that it boils down to, for me is she could have done all that without bringing that baby into it. But you wanted to be, you wanted, you wanted that to attention. feel better. Yeah, you know, you wanted that attention because if you had just written that tweet or that thread without any photographic evidence, yeah, people would have people would have read it. But they wouldn't have necessarily they wouldn't have necessarily taken as much notice as if there was a cute little baby's picture in the in the in the thing. Why did you have to? Why why did you have to post that picture? You could have just said your piece and gone. Mafidai. But you wanted that attention. You wanted to feel um, uh, morally superior. You mm-hmm. wanted to feel vindicated. And you wanted all those retweets. You wanted that. Yep. So don't tell me that this is just about how disgusted you are that people aren't following the word of God and people are just doing the nasty and not taking taking responsibility for their mm-hmm. you know for their act- actions and what. Sis, spare me. 
Miss me. Miss me with all of that. And I hope to God that you are never in a position of vulnerability such as that one. I hope to God that you never have to experience being not in that specific position, but just a similarly vulnerable position. Mm -hmm. Because until you felt that, until you felt that, you're just going to keep being that the you know the judgmental person that, that you are. Mm-hmm. And I hope because I hope to God you don't ever feel it because the people who are most judgmental are the people who fall apart the most in those situations. Mm-hmm. And I just pray to, I pray for you sis. I pray for you because right. you need it. <laughs> I really think that someday we should discuss why adoption is not a thing in like Muslim and Arab communities why it's so like yeah people like people i think it's i mean people like to say that oh there's no such thing as adoption in islam and that's why people don't adopt but adoption is just the word like what you do i don't mean adoption adoption like someone taking your name and uh, right like taking your name is and like is like the least of the least right. important thing in that situation. Right. But I think it's, I think, I mean, just to, to, we can talk about this in depth some other time, but just to like sum it up, I think it just all boils down to ego. I want a kid who's going to carry my, my, my name. But and that's universal. That. That's a universal thing, right? But, but in, but I mean, in other societies, it's like, it's much, it's more accepted but but in other societies, in other non-Muslim societies, the kid can actually take your name. Right. That's what I'm saying. They want like that. Phys- yeah, but the- no, but I mean like the 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 human urge to procreate and you know have someone who carries your genes. Oh yeah, there's is universal. Also yeah. Um, but but you know. this one is more limited by the fact that at least at least I mean at least. For them, they, he can, you know, the, the child he oh, or she can take yeah, the last maybe. name, and that'll be like maybe. as close as possible to having your own child. But here, there's that yeah. ex, that added separation, and so why would I do that? Also, there's the whole like stigma mm-hmm. of I don't know where that kid's been. Like, you know, he could have been. Who the fuck? That's not. Like, like that fucking matters. I don't even know. But people say that. How people say that? Like, He's a product of gilat adab. That's why. Okay, but you're going to raise this... Is Gillet Adab like part of a person's DNA? I don't understand. <laughs> hey. Is it a gene you carry out? Like, what is biology? Who knows? I don't understand. <laughs> like, um, um, one, of the, one of my... I used to teach English, and one of my students told me about, I think, their f- family member or their neighbor or something, who... Um, the, t- the, the, so, two sisters, one adopted a, a, a girl... And the mm-hmm. other one had a boy, um, and sisters, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, uh, they grew up. The kids grew up, and they fell in love, and they wanted to get married. They wanted to get married, and the khala with the boy said no because al bit al bit bit yani al he adopted al he rabbata wa mutrabiya maawn wa ihaya. قالت لا هي هي يعني هي بتشوارع basically for no. We really are trash. 
We're, we're garbage. We're such trash people. We're human garbage. It's like mind blowing. We're not even human, actually. <laughs> we're anyway, just, we're just. I a, think we should a have a longer, trash. a longer conversation about adoption in Sudan some other day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but not today and not right now because we're done dragging the garbage. Dun, dun. And we're now moving on to greener pastures, cleaner, yeah. pristine, mm-hmm. sterile pastures. <laughs> um, yes or yes, ma'ams, hit me. Are you? Do I you have, have none. Wow. But I do okay. have a bunch of random recommendations. So okay, you go well, ahead first. Um, I have a collective, yes or yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm that goes out to the students of Yamat al-Khartoum mm-hmm. who um, staged a very creative and um, relevant form of protest mm-hmm. um, to stand up for Asim Umar who has right. been in jail for, I want to say, a, a year now. I was going to say nine months, but I think it's longer. Yeah, I think it's been a year. And he's basically, I think he's being condemned to death Mm -hmm. um, for his alleged murder of a police officer, even though there's no body and no evidence to prove that he murdered anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was arrested at a protest I think it was yeah, Yeah. protest last year. And they accused him of killing um, an officer. Uh, Like I said, there's no body and no proof. And he's in jail for it. And now I think they're and so these Mm -hmm. students at University of Khartoum staged a play in, mm-hmm. in protest of his imprisonment and um, being on death row. And um, it's just, I, I love them for it. Wow. I think it's very brave and it's a great way to shine light on the issue. And thank you for standing up for your fellow student um, mm-hmm. when the rest of us have, you know, failed to do so. Right. So yes, sirs, and yes, ma'ams to all of you. Um, my yes, ma'am for this week. Mm-hmm. Wow, you're is, on a roll. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Um, I don't think I have a Sudanese yes ma'am, but um, my yes ma'am for this week goes out to Lena Waith, who, oh, yes. Um, yes, was. Oh, I don't. Of course, I'm not prepared, and I um, don't know what she won the Emmy for. Hold on, let me. For writing uh, that. Thanksgiving episode, no? The Thanksgiving episode? Oh, yeah. Um, I believe so. Uh, so, yeah. Lena Waithe just won the Emmy for um, writing, I think. And But she's also a Hanai. She's also a trailblazer mm-hmm. because um, she's the first... Uh, African-American woman to win for Outstanding Writing for a Comedy Series. Oh, really? And she won what? for, yeah, for that writing That sounds ridiculous. The, Black women are hilarious. I don't understand. It's insane. That's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Um, yeah, so uh, she's, a, yeah, she's the first to win for Outstanding Writing for a Comedy Series, and she won for her episode for the episode she wrote for master of none mm-hmm. which is aziz ansari's show um, Great episode. for the thanksgiving episode which apparently 
is incredible and I still have not watched it. Are you serious? All the boring um, Italy episodes where all they we did was nice. watch that I white like girl. The, the Italy beat. episodes. Were they? Yeah. Um, you know what I, I like I about that make series? It. I didn't make it to the Thanksgiving episode. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, the, fa- the Thanksgiving episode is particularly um, good. And I think it is inspired from her actual factual life um, because... Okay. So it's Thanksgiving and they're... So her and Aziz Ansari are kind of having um, flashbacks to previous um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgivings. um, Including Mm -hmm. one where she comes out to her family... And then, like, the ones after that where she brings, like, girls to the house. And him, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll see. But I, I even like the Italy episodes. Right. They're nice. I mean, they're I right. like the fact um, so yeah, that, so like, th- random, like, just completely random characters are actually, I like, the little like kids. vital to the... Anyway, never mind. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you need to get on that. But really him, uh, shout out to to Lena Waithe, uh, yes ma'am, to you for being Black Girl Excellence, um, and Black Girl Magic and doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. And those I think are my yes or yes ma'ams. I good. don't have another one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't. Hit have us with your recommendations. So. Um. So my recommendations are one, two, three. I have four recommendations. Um, all very random and very niche. Okay. Um, not all of them are for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Disclaimer. Um, first of all, to our listeners who might be in London or visiting London soon, Mm -hmm. there is an exhibition at the Tate Modern and it is called Soul of a Nation, Art in the Age of Black Power. Oh, I saw your, and your Insta it's story. On point. It's, nice. It's, it's really good. It's, um, it's very well curated. There is a bunch of very different things. Um, it's good. Like, it, it Yeah. I got like awesome. a bit emotional. Anyway, it's it's good. Do check it out if you're in London. Okay. My second recommendation is a French podcast. All right. To all our listeners who either speak French, understand French, uh, are trying to practice their French, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a really good podcast called uh, Hashtag Piment. Um, okay. AKA Shotta. It's called <laughs> hashtag Shotta. Um, I'm, I'm already here for it. <laughs> and it features four girls and one guy, mm-hmm. um, all black, okay. but from like different. Di- like some of them are. Parts of the diaspora. Yeah. Some of them are African, some of them are, you know, Caribbean. Um, but they mostly talk about the common experience of being black in France. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's really great and they make a lot of really interesting points 
Um, nice. One of the things I heard on that podcast that really made me think was um, they were talking about the death of uh, Adama Traoré that we discussed mm-hmm. on this podcast mm-hmm. before, I think. Um, who yeah, was a young black was man who police. was killed in while he was in police custody and whatever. So they were talking about that and about all the things that his family is doing to try to get justice and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made a really interesting point, which is um, because of social media and because um, so many African-Americans on social media are so influent, um, everyone's kind of, obsessed with the African-American struggle, which is great because at the end of the day, we're all black and we do share a lot of the same experiences, but Mm. also that tends to kind of make you numb towards what happens in your country. In your own, right, right. Which is so true because I know so much more about African-American activists than I do about black activists in the UK which I should know about because right, I live here right. and I share more with them than, you right. know. Um, anyway, so they had a whole ass That's discussion about point. that. Um, they're just, mm-hmm. they're so cool. Um, and also, uh, they punctuate their podcast with music. And like the last oh, nice. half hour usually um, is just like a 30 minute DJ set. Um, and they oh, get wow. like different DJs and they play all kinds of like lit music so check it out hashtag that's awesome um my other recommendation this is so random i can't (laughs) believe i wrote this down so if you're a fan of rupaul's drag race hey as you should be um definitely trixie mattel and katya are getting (gasps) a tv show I saw that on YouTube. Last but night. other than like, that, thing. but did you know they actually had a show on YouTube? Yeah. I didn't know it. I watch it. I watch it religiously. Oh. It's like the most random. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's what it's called. So uh. the show is called U-N-H-H-H. And it is, I live, I live it's for hilarious. that show. They're so funny. so funny. The humor is not for everyone, but I love yeah, It's a little weird, them. but it's hilarious. I lo- and the thing is, I, I've always liked Katya, but I didn't love Trixie Mattel on her season of Same. Drag Race. Same. But together, the chemistry They're incredible. is insane. They're, They're incredible. so good. So yeah. They're really good. good. Also, Trixie Mattel is really clever. Oh like, yeah, the, her comedy is so clever. Oh and yeah, I'm just like, wow, yeah, you're good. <laughs> you're really good. Definitely. Yeah, that show is really good. I wholeheartedly uh, back that recommendation. And so now, watching that, I want to be a different person every week on the intro. <laughs> that's what want, they do. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fun. Anyway, listen. Um, that's another recommendation. Okay. Um, if you're feeling down, sad, um, beat down by life. Uh, yeah, that's a good, uh, this will, yeah, it will lift your spirits. It's very funny. And my last recommendation is a documentary. So since Gucci finally hired Dapper Dan, if we can talk about that. 
Are we talking about? Are we talking about Gucci Mane? No, Gucci, Gucci, like fashion Gucci. I'm so sorry. I don't know why my brain went there. That doesn't even make sense. It does not make sense. <laughs> you know <laughs> why? Because I was just thinking about because you said Gucci, and I was just thinking about the fact that I saw a thing yesterday that said Gucci Mane was working with Jake Paul. Do you know who Jake Paul is? <laughs> no. He's a YouTuber. He's a YouTuber who like put out this song, like this rap, and it's so whack. It's so bad. Like it just, it's it's like bro rap. It's disgusting. It's really bad. And then I saw a headline that said Gucci Mane in the studio with Jake Paul, and there's a picture of them together. And I was like, ew, what is that? Listen, Jake I've never been here for Gucci Paul? Mane. Yes, girl, Jake Paul, two first names. Because I know J Paul, like J I A Paul. No, ma'am. And Jake. that's bomb. Like that's lit. J Paul is Jake lit. I'm sorry. Paul. He's this little white boy who looks oh, corn fed, hey. and it's just it's so bad. It's it's bad. I'm sorry. Go okay, ahead. Okay, no I, relation whatsoever. At all. Like at no. all. Um, <laughs> fashion powerhouse Gucci. Okay. Um, <laughs> who have been basically ripping off the work of Dapper Dan and his aesthetic uh, for quite a while now, finally decided to hire him and possibly open, reopen um, his store in Harlem, possibly, maybe. It's about time. So this is an excellent time to watch a documentary called Fresh Dressed. I think it's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's just a really, really good documentary about the culture of fashion in hip-hop and how hip-hop has influenced, um, like, high fashion more than you can possibly imagine. Right. And they interview a bunch of people, um, Nas, LL Cool J. Nice. Nice. Um, some more old school people, Kanye, Dapper Dan, um, because he was a huge part of, you know, dressing up all the mm-hmm. up and coming rappers and stuff and like bootlegging all that Louis Vuitton and like Gucci material. Listen, you need to watch this. Um, and that's I it. That was my last recommendation. Googling it right now. Do it. Do okay. It. Well... Uh, that sounds incredible. Thank you for those. If you mm-hmm. have your own recommendations for things that you want to share with people or topics you want us to discuss or uh, yes sir, yes ma'ams, people of Sudanese excellence who you would like to highlight then, let us know. Hit us up at NSNM Podcast or with the hashtag NSNM or even with the hashtag Sudanese excellence. We kind of check that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, if you have also any questions for us about your your life for it to be <laughs> fixed, then you can hit us up on um, no sir no ma'am dot com. I want to check real quick if we have any. Um, I feel like there's an email that, that I wanted to yes, read. Yes, there was an email um, from the guy with yeah, the hair. Yes, see, yeah, I didn't want to forget about that because London I thought is so it was weird. a nice... There's like I, window what? cleaners, London's... but it's raining. I don't understand what people are doing. That sounds like a <laughs> defeats the purpose. 
I don't know. Um, save your time, bruh, and effort. Um, let's see. Hi, Sarah and Sarah. Mm-hmm. I'm Leo. Hi. Thank you for the natural hair episode, and it's never... <laughs> well, um, thank you for the natural hair episode, and it's never just hair. Hair is sacred. Oh, thank you, because that's what we were trying to say this whole time. Um, the, <laughs> for me, I love my hair long, and I hate myself every time I had to cut my hair. The longest time I grew it was nine months, and I cut it. I know. I cut it because I always go for dreads, but it didn't lock, and at Tijrila had the best of me at that time. Aww. Also, I just graduated and it didn't help it wouldn't help in interviews. But my journey with hair showed me how superficial people are. So when I cut it, I became this nice, harmless, cute dude, and people's reactions were always positive. Even mm-hmm. Khartus in the neighborhood said hi to me more often. But when I let it grow, I get the extra treatment and the extra kalamat. No, he's doing weed, he became Shamasi and so on and so forth. But I love it. I love the reaction on people's faces when they see me, and I'm so confident with it, even though I know I look rough. But still, I love it, and I feel good with it, and I think that's what matters. We support you. Uh, he says, I always struggle with it being um, pale and dry. I think it um, I'm planning on round two, so any advice would be helpful. Sorry for the long email. One love. That was not a long email at all. Thank you, Leo, for sending us that and proving... That it's not just <laughs> hair. Am I right? Um, even for yeah. guys, also, it's not just hair. Yeah, even for guys, and like, it's not just hair. Can we please discuss this correlation in Sudan between having a big-ass afro and being shamasi? Like, why? I don't get it. Why do I people think you smoke weed if you have? I told you, people thought I was... People thought with twists, people were like, oh, girl. They thought you were a stoner because you had twists. They thought I was, yeah. Or they'd be like, that oh, is I the like dumbest your... thing I've ever I heard. I like your Rasta style. And I'm like, <laughs> um, no, that's I not mean... it. Thanks. We're trying, though. And is Um, But yeah, so shout out to you, Leo, for, you know, living your truth. Please do. Just do whatever you want because Word. who cares about other people? Mm. And, um, uh, keep it moisturized. Drink lots of water, and uh, coconut oil is good sometimes for mm-hmm. moisture. Coconut um, oil is good in Sudan. You know what? I've had to um, learn the hard way because I love coconut oil. My hair loves it. Um, however, mm-hmm. not in cold weather, which really? is weird. Coconut oil was great for me in Dubai. Um, not in London, right? Because I feel like all that humidity allows your like cuticles to open up and like absorb i mean london is kind of humid it's not dry it's just cold all the time and i think that doesn't work with cook i don't know it's weird um like in a woman uh coconut oil shea butter um zit sim sim also works to be honest uh yeah that's interesting yeah uh olive oil as well Ugh, I hate that stuff. But really? it works for some people. I, it, it works it kind for some of people. Works for me. Um, there's um, also another email that we never covered, uh, which is. we should be covering. Yeah. Um, this email comes from Ahmad Tariq. He sends us a video, a link to the video. He says it's a very interesting video. But um, the video is about um, South Asian 
two South Asian women and one man discussing uh, that movie, um, Big the Big Sick. And the Big Sick, it's a uh, it's a movie with a uh, Kumail Nanjiani, I think, um, in which it's a basically based on the story Ooh, of him and his I've wife. I've seen it on. I haven't watched it yet, but I've seen it around on like Amazon yeah. Prime or something. So Kumail plays uh, himself, I think, or somebody like him, um, uh, who you know is interest marries eventually marries a white woman, mm-hmm. and. Um, and she becomes ill, and it's about like their, you know, their journey of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it addresses the idea of uh, a South Asian man marrying uh, a South Asian Muslim man mm-hmm. marrying a white woman, and you know all the like cultural things that go into that. And then right. they talk a little bit about like him getting trying to get, like his parents trying to set him up with right, you right. know good good Indian girls or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this video that he sent, that Ahmed sent us, talks about, you know, why are South Asian women always portrayed as in these movies as like the weirdo or like, you know, the 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 person they bring to like set the man up with, and she's just like super traditional of Darifayyahaya and like a country bumpkin or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's always this portrayal, um, and. Uh, um, it's always like the white woman is touted as like, oh, his, his, you know, his shining light. She allows him to be himself and blah, blah, blah. And it talks about, right. like, you know, South and Asian she's always like enlightened and layered. Right. And she has depth. Right. And, mm. right. and these South Asian women are always just like one dimensional mm-hmm. and, and like, you know, the kind that like stifle you as a person and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, I think we should talk about this next episode because I think there's a lot to say here. And Ahmed makes some very good, interesting points in his email, which okay. I won't read right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just putting it here out in the open so that people can we discuss. Are, yeah, also, and so that also that we are reminded okay. to talk about this next time. All right. um, and I think that's it. Okay. Any last words? Bye. Bye.